Let's do it, Zach. Hi everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Tech and today we are your host. My name is Temi and I'm also your host Tolu and thank you all for joining us for another episode in our tech breakdown series. We are here with episode five and today we're looking at Let's Talk Big Data and IoT, IoT which stands for Internet of Things and I hope some of you are not like you know, just like oh, data again, guys, data is the new oil. You know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking big data and IoT. And um, we hope you learn what big data and IoT is and why it matters. And we hope you're inspired to go out, find out more about it, and even, you know, learn about some of the skills required in this field. That's right. Yeah, and like like Tulu said, I don't think we can really escape data. It's just everything's generating like copious amounts of data. So I think we're just trying to learn more about what does it mean for us and what are the opportunities that are available as a result. And to that end today, we have a very special guest to take us through big data and Internet of Things, IoT, and that is Emeka. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Another another American guest. Guys, we told you we're, we're all over the place. <laughs> yep. Um, we're all so. about the big bucks, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we have to bring the big hitters. So, you know. yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And yeah, could you please tell, tell us a bit about yourself? Who, who are you, Emeka? Let, let us get to know you a little bit. <laughs> okay, sure I can. And thanks for having me, Timmy and, and Tulu. So, okay, already introduced. My name is Emeka. Career-wise, I currently am an engineer with Ford um, Motor Company in Michigan, United States. I'm an engineer with them. And basically, um, my, my job title is quite long and, and seems complicated, but I'm a connected vehicle um, system architect. Woo! Yep, <laughs> it's a very long title, I know. Yeah. It just smells money. The yeah, longer it is, the more money you make. I'm well, convinced about I, that. I, I, hope, I, I hope that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was the case. Yeah, but I mean, but basically, my my job role um, has me. I design foundational um, systems for which connected vehicles um, depend on. Not let me let me try to break it down. So connected vehicles is um, having vehicles exchange data between themselves. I love that. We didn't even have to ask. Yeah. Yeah, so collective vehicles is having vehicles exchange data between themselves, like cars can communicate, can send tons of data, not just between themselves, but between infrastructures and stuff like that. Then when I say design foundational systems, it can be like, let me say you have a mobile phone, right? And you have the network you use. Let me say Verizon or T-Mobile whatever the case might be, right? There, there has to be an interface between your Apple, your iPhone. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an iPhone person, I'm sorry. There has to be a, an interface between... No harm your, here. Yeah, exactly, thank God. There has to be an interface between your iPhone and Verizon, right? So an architect's role is to design that interface. How is your iPhone going to relate with Verizon's network? So that's basically what I do. I, I did my master's in, in telecommunications engineering from the University of Maryland um, College Park. 
Um, what else is there to say about me? Well, that's basically um, all about me career-wise. For fun, I, I love, I'm an airplane guy. I try to fly for fun and hopefully I, I might. You fly for fun? Yeah. Well, but, like pilot yeah. or you yeah, sit exactly. in the passenger seat? No, like, like. okay, so last year was actually my first time of being a pilot on, that's on a so small cool. aircraft. Yep, yes, so. Whoa, guys, we have a yeah. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's so cool, actually. Yes, how does it feel I, up there well it's trust me it's fun like it's the best feeling ever like i wish i could actually live up there <laughs> no jokes right <laughs> right no jokes so yeah so that's what i do for fun i oh, kind amazing. of use my, use my flight simulators a lot recently i'm trying to get more into fitness living healthy eating healthy yep so that's basically all about me if you have more questions definitely i'll be happy to answer them awesome I think yeah. you, you gave us a very nice intro there. It's, it's nice to meet you and to learn more about you. So thank you for that. The only thing I kind of wanted to touch on a bit is you said you work with Connected Vehicles, System Architect. Mm-hmm. What skills did you work on or, or what skills do you have that enable you to do your current role? Oh, okay, sure. That's a very good question. So uh, I would say the number one skill was kind of like system design because you're, you're designing a whole system on its own. You're designing interfaces, how two systems are going to interact. You're, you're designing functions, you're designing requirements, how basically two systems, what are the role, what, what, what are the rules and regulations that are going to guide two systems in interacting. So I'll say one skill I had to really learn was system design. And there was a tool I used back in school and I currently use it at my workplace. It's called a magic draw. It's basically designing the input and up and output of a system, what goes in and what's the expected output, right? That's what basically what the whole system is about. You put in a command and you expect um, a, an outcome, right? Then um, I had to learn a lot about communication protocols, stuff like an FTCP, file transfer control protocol, UDP. These are all communication protocols, right? I mean, I don't really know how to break those down, but these are basically the communication protocols the internet uses, right? You have FTCP, you have UDP, you have TCP, transfer control protocol. Then, um, then I, I, like I said, I did my master's in um, telecommunications. So, and I was more on the cellular side, cellulars in 5G. Um, and both, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so Bill, wrong, Gates, Bill Gates employed you, that's what you're saying. Yeah, don't mind, don't Please. mind all day. <laughs> so you're one of those trying to control the world, I see. Oh, well, okay. I, I, I mean, I actually wish I really had the part, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case. We, we, we don't believe in the conspiracy yeah, over we, here. Yes, it's <laughs> 5G is just, as, it's, it's just an improvement to 4G. There's yeah. Really different between 5g and, and the 4g everybody was comfortable with right okay then the third skill i had to learn was programming because definitely like i mean everything is software right they can't they can't almost all job requirements has a software input to it right so oh, so python and a little bit of java little bit. I don't like Java. Java is not my. I, I, I don't like Java, right? I kind of prefer Python. So I got, and most of the communication systems for 5G and LTD kind of run on Python, and some on C++. But I'm I'm not a C++ person. So like so, just to recap, the three skills were um, system design, communication protocols, and programming. Basically, that's nice. It. Yep. Nice. Very nice. Thank you very much for that. Uh, 
I think that's that's fairly comprehensive. That gives us a good view of you as a person, you as yep. a professional, you as within your role in Ford with connected vehicles. So awesome. Yeah. And can I ask, were these skills that you developed during your master's or was that something you just did by the side? And then, oh, you found a job that required the skills. What was that? Well, <laughs> well <laughs> let me kind of like go back. I did my bachelor's in Covenant University in Nigeria, um, electrical engineering. And then I picked up an interest in telecoms because when I was in Nigeria, I worked for an internet service provider, right? So in, in, in Abuja, Nigeria. So that was where I kind of picked interest in telecoms. So I kind of had like a little background in telecoms. And I went ahead to my master's in the US. And to be honest, most of the skills I learned, let, I'll say, let me say 70% of them during my master's. Because right? the kind of why I, I really love my program is that it, it, it was kind of like hands-on, right? Number one, mm. we are not, yeah, we are taught by um, industry Profession. leading professionals, exactly. So it was, it, it was very, very, very practical. So I got to develop most of the skills I use now during my master's. But then you also cannot beat experience right the experience is a totally different ball game right so i'll say the other 30 percent was kind of on the job because no matter no matter how good you are you all you also get to learn on the job as well right so that's kind of it our main meal as we always say yep, the main, the main. <laughs> yeah the main main so emeka mm -hmm. with all your experience working with connected vehicles getting yep. vehicles to talk to each other Mm -hmm. Please, you're going to help us break down IoT. What does it mean? Break it down for us. What is what is IoT? IoT. Okay, so in the simplest of terms, I would say is having your most basic devices communicate, right? That's the whole idea of Internet of Things, right? So everything as down to let me say your kettle, your your pot, your your gas cooker, your fridge, right? they're going to be able to exchange data. So basically, they must have an IP address. An IP address is like an address. Like you would know, okay, this data is coming from this device, right? So it's basically a network. It's a, it's a network. It's an ecosystem where you have billions of, billions of devices in the world, right? I know as of last year, it was like 20 billion devices right now uh, all operating on the whole IoT ecosystem, right? So you have billions of devices being able to exchange data. It can be bi-directional, that is two-way, back and forth, or it can be um, a, a single direction um, communication, right? So that's basically in the most basic terms is having devices exchange data between themselves or between themselves and the network. Okay, is that simple so enough? I heard you say. Yeah, yeah, fairly simple, but I need to understand why why are they talking to each other? I mean, a kettle can just be a kettle. Okay, yes. Yes, that's a good question. It, 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 um, a kettle can be a kettle, but you can have a better kettle. You can have a smart kettle, right? You can have okay. a kettle that, that would know, okay, okay, I'm going to get home at 6 p.m., right? And I like to take a hot tea when I get home. So that kettle can be smart enough to start boiling water at 5.50 p.m. So when I get to my 6 p.m., it's ready already for me. So that's a better kettle. That's a smart kettle, right? So that's that's the whole idea of, of IoT. You're trying to make life simple, make life more interesting as much as you can. Mm. Yeah, that's a great example because I just um, came out of the rain and 
the first thing I wanted was a hot cup of tea. So it would have been nice for my kettle to know that. Exactly. And the curtains probably know how hot you like your tea or how cold you like your tea and get to that temperature you like it at. Mm, yeah. So that's the whole idea of you. You're, you're basically making devices smarter, right? Not just the mundane things to kind of make them smarter, more efficient. You also have to look at the efficiency, right? So IoT, one of the major advantages of IoT is that you kind of make systems systems more efficient in terms of operation, in terms of scalability as well. Okay, cool. When you say scalability, what do you mean? Now, to kind of break down scalability now, let's say you have you have um, 50 devices, right? Let me, let me say 50, 50 kettles catering to, let me say 100 people in a room, right? And then your kettle knows that during the winter, right? You're going to have, okay, okay, let's say you have 50 kettles and let's say in a coffee shop, right? Your kettle knows that during the winter, most people are going to come in for coffee, right? It's going to know the amount of people coming in based on historical data, know the, know the demography of people coming in how much coffee do they take based on maybe I, I guess younger people might drink more coffee older people i'm not a coffee person so i don't really know how coffee works per se so based on this um based on this data it has it's, it's able to advise you on okay during the winter you should have a hundred more kettles right so you can plant rent or buy a hundred more kettles you don't have to go and maybe buy 500 and you have like a load a boatload of inventory you are not using right so so it, so it kind of advises in terms of scalability how much resources do you need at what time you need it and how do you need it that that's that's one what what i mean by scalability okay that's cool yep. and I, I see a link there back to our previous episode where we're talking about data yep. analytics so you really need to make sense of the data in order for exactly. it to be more useful for exactly. you as the as the consumer. Okay. So what, what is big data? <laughs> okay, that's good. Big data, again, the simplest of terms is data that is big. That's just that's just as simple as it can get, right? Where um, you kind of look at big data, it's not your ordinary rows and columns in Excel, right? Maybe you have a row and column showing maybe, don't know, time of day and number of items bought at that time of the day, right? Let's say you're a small business owner, you can have a, you can have, have a simple Excel sheet where the rules are, maybe the time of the day, the columns are items bought at that time of the day, right? That's, that's data. But big data, you're talking about a vast amount of data, right? And the, and the, the, the difference between big data and let me say data is that big, big data can, can come in different forms, right? Basically, you have three forms of, of data. You have the structured data, you have the um, unstructured data and you have like the semi-structured, right? So to explain that, when you see the structured data, that is data that normally contains in rows and columns, like like your Excel sheet, right? You have rows and columns, the structure is a defined format, right? And you also have the unstructured data, which is um, a kind of like, it, you cannot really contain it in a run a column database. Say, um, let me see, photos, videos, right? Those are data, right? But you cannot really put it in an Excel sheet and show like a relationship between different videos and photos like that. Then you have kind of have like a semi-structured data, which is in kind of a mix between both of them. Say, you um, think of like like an, an email message can contain numbers and also contain videos and pictures as well. So you have a structured data being the numbers, you have the unstructured data being the photos and the videos, right? But so big data kind of encompasses the three structures of data, 
So you kind of look at big data, you're dealing with very diverse big data sets, right? That are in different sizes. We're talking about from terabytes to even zettabytes, right? So we've passed the areas of gigabytes now. What's a terabyte? It's like, it's just like like a higher scale, like, you know, you have kilobyte, megabyte, um, gigabyte. When it comes to big data, you're talking of terabytes, petabytes. It's Mm. always to some powers of zeros. Yeah. 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 Kilo, I think, is three. So times ten to the power of three. So times a thousand. Mega is times ten to the power of six. Six. Giga is times ten to the power of nine. Nine. Yep. So this probably. Terra. Terra, I think, is twelve. Yep. And I think Peta is fifteen. Fifteen. Yep. So that just gives you an idea of scale. So. So and. Big, big, big data. You're talking about high volume, a high velocity. High velocity is how fast as are, are these data coming in, right? Now, if you look at, like I said, there are like 20 billion IoT devices currently, right? And those devices are sending data in milliseconds, not not not, not even up to a second. Some are sending like 10, 10. What's, every, every, what's a millisecond? A millisecond is <laughs> it's, it's like 10 raised to 10 raised to power minus three of a second, right? So 0.001. Second. Sorry, come again. No point. No, no one. I no, think. No what? Yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, zero, sorry, second, American. Yeah. Zero point zero. Zero, zero. zero. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's that happening <laughs> before? Yeah. So we kind of use zero. Say zero, zero point zero zero one of a second, right? So, so that's scaling. That's his um scaling idea. So you have huge amounts of data yep. times ten to the power of nine. Traveling exactly. at speeds of 0.0.01. Exactly. <laughs> Big in very short amounts of time. Yeah. So exactly. yep. and, and then don't forget this these are coming from different devices. So you have different um, variety of, of, of data points, right? And then so how do you now um, make use of those data? How do you and make it useful to your 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 own application. So that's where the whole big data um, analysis comes into play. IoT is a very big source of big data. Your mobile devices, your social media sensors, even like even in the factory line where you have thousands of sensors, they are all giving out data, right? And all those data have to be analyzed and consumed at the back end. So that's basically what big data is. Cool. Okay. So you've you've already touched on it, but what are some of the real life applications of big data and IoT? So you've told us it's about connecting devices and yep. you've given us a very simple example of a kettle. What what other applications of big data and IoT could you give us, please? Okay. Okay, so there are a couple of applications, but I'm just gonna try to pick um, the few ones we can all relate to at a high level, right? So the first one, let me pick energy management, right? So I'm sure you've heard, right? There is a term called um, smart grid, right? Where And the whole idea be behind smart grid is you want to collect data in an, in an automated fashion, right? It's not um, back home in Nigeria where, so, so, I'm sorry, Nigeria, but back home in Nigeria where you have like a NEPA guy in court, it's going to come to your electric meter and read some numbers, right? So when it comes to big data, you want your, your electric meter to have a sensor, right, that can transmit data. And that sensor is not just going to transmit the amount of data you use, let me say, in a month. It's going to transmit your average consumption in a day. What are your peak hours? What was the real what, time? 
yeah, in real time, right? In real time, when what time of the day do you use the most electricity? What time of the day do you use the least electricity now? So when it comes to grid management, that's a smart grid, right? So me being an energy producer, right? So if I have thousands of customers' energy data coming in, I can know what time that customer is going to need more electricity. What are the peak hours, right? Typically, your, your peak hours are early in the morning. So let me say 7 to 8 when you're getting ready for work and you're back home 6 to six to 9 p.m. before you go to bed. Right? These are the peak hours in normal scenario. But those can be unique in different um, societies, right? So having those data can, me being an, an energy producer, I can know when my customers are going to need the most electricity, what time they're going to need it, what kind of appliances they run in their homes, right? So I can I can know probably I can adjust my voltage to cater for those appliances, stuff like that, right? So that's a very good application of big data where any energy producers even now I can also know it's gonna also help me know what amount of energy to produce, right? Because I mean if you produce a lot of energy and it's not used, that's a waste, right? You're not making money until it's used, right? Until someone uses it and pays for it. So so you want to produce just enough just enough power that can be used. So that's a good ap- application of IoT, right? I hadn't thought about it as IoT because it's actually now mandated in the UK. We've had okay. the smart meter rollout. So okay. every household in the UK, they're trying to install smart meters. So like oh, okay. Tolu was saying, you we have a meter now that you can see for the day how much energy you've used. Yeah, all the reasons that you've you've mentioned. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think about it as IoT. But yeah, that that makes okay. sense. That's IoT yeah. exactly. So um, another application can also be the whole smart homes. Like you have the the Alexa of Amazon, the Nest of Google, the Siri of Apple. Right? Those are all smart devices. Right? And now I mean nowadays you can tell Alexa switch on my air conditioner. Right? No, I can tell Alexa unlock unlock the door for me, right? So now Alexa can use your data. Right? Alexa knows, okay, you're gonna like I said, you're gonna come back at a particular time, right? Alexa is also gonna know how you like your coffee, how do you like your food? Let me say how how hot do you like your food, so you can put your food in the microwave, in so in the microwave, and it knows that you're gonna come back at a particular time. It's gonna warm that food at a temperature for you. So that's another very good ap- application of IoT. So for Alexa to talk to that microwave, that microwave must have an IP address. So it must be on the network, right? So it's an IoT device. What does IP address stand for? Uh, okay, it's like your home address. Like you know, it's like your home address, one, two, three, street, whatever it mm-hmm. is. So so if I want to reach a device, right, I'm going to talk to that device based on its IP address. Because I mean, because you have billions of devices on the network, right? So there has to be a way to to talk to just one device. I don't want to send out a broadcast message. I don't want to talk to everybody. I want to talk to one person, right? So so that's I need- internet. IP means internet protocol. Internet protocol, address, yeah. Address exactly. So cool. it's basically it's basically just the same with your home address. Like how how do you get a mail in your mailbox? Right, you use your address. That's basically it. You, you deliver a message based on the address, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's so that's a good application of IoT in smart homes. Also, I recently actually read a write up on UPS. UPS, the delivery company like UPS FedEx, where they where they have a UPS truck has about two hundred sensors in it, right? And all the sensors are giving out data points. No, now how does UPS use those? What's data? a sensor? A sensor is basically <laughs> is basically a device that measures a particular um, factor. Let me say, a sensor can like we have it in tem- a temperature sensor. It's a device that measures how hot or how cold it, the temperature is, 
right? So that's basically what a sensor is, right? So I know um, UPS, I read an article where UPS, the delivery company UPS, they had sensors in the sensors in their vehicle. And, and all those sensors were all feeding data points, right? And how did UP, UPS use those, those data points to their advantage? So UPS able to make their delivery routes more efficient, right? They know that, funny enough, I learned this when I read this article that it's better to take a right turn than a left turn if you're driving, right? I've heard so, about that. Yeah, because if, yeah. You, if, you, yeah, if you take a right, if you take a, a left turn, you're going to waste more time taking a left turn you're going to be against traffic, which I guess it like, depends what side of the road you drive on. <laughs> yeah, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> For us, it's, it might be a left turn because we drive exactly on the other way. Exactly, I'm talking about the US, so it's the, the other US, way. For yeah. Us. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if so, UPS when they are let's say a, a delivery truck has 200 packages on board to deliver that day, right? It's going to do it in a sequential order, right? So when UPS is planning the route for that day, they plan it in such a way that the driver is as much as possible, is going to try to take a right turn at every point. I mean, some point, sometimes it's not possible, right? So it helps them in route planning, it makes their route more efficient. And if you make your, more, your, your route more efficient, you burn less fuel, meaning you save more, your expenses are lower, and you make more money. So that's a good application of IoT, right? Also, um, I mean, almighty Amazon, big Amazon, the biggest retailer in the world. How the hell do they employ IoT? Amazon has collected so much data points. The, the Alexa in your home is feeding Amazon so much data, right? So Amazon knows what you order, what time of the year, when you order it, what demography orders it, right? So if Amazon wants to situate their warehouses, when their warehouses are where they keep their goods before they ship off, right? Amazon is gonna know, let me say, if I have a demography of, let me say between 20 to 30 years, and I know those that age, I mean, they love changing their iPhones every year, right? Compared to a 50 year demography, right? And this particular demography lives in a particular area. If I have a warehouse there, I'm going to stock it more with iPhones, right? As I get stocking that warehouse with furniture that a 50-year-old demography buys more often. So, so that way it kind of helps Amazon be more efficient in their in, in their in their warehousing, right? Because if you stock, if you overstock, you lose money. You understock, you lose money. You just have to stock the optimum amount of goods at every point in time, right? I have to know what isn't to stock. You're not going to stock um, sweaters in June or July. It doesn't make any sense. You're not going to sell that, right? So they have enough data points to know that sweaters are going to sell more in November, December, January, those period of the month. So that's a big application of IoT, right? Then back to my domain, connected vehicles. That's a totally different industry. And so where you have different cars giving out, the, giving out data to each other. The main advantage of IoT when it comes to connected vehicles is the whole idea of safety, right? So a car now can talk to a pedestrian, like you can be with your iPhone and a car is going to send you a message, oh, I'm getting to this intersection at this particular point in time, do not cross. If you cross, I'm going to hit you. It's as simple as that, right? So, <laughs> yeah, so so that so that's a very big For application. those of you who walk with your iPhones and iPhone, exactly, have your exactly. headphones. <laughs> okay, so the whole idea, so in terms of connected vehicles, right, so you're going to have vehicles even talking to pedestrians, talking to other cars, talking to the cloud, right? So all that communication is all based off on IoT. Okay, cool. I think you you might be straying into my next question, which was what, what are some of your favorite applications of big data and IoT that you've okay. worked on? What do you like so much about it? Like what, what are the possibilities or potential solutions that you that you really feel excited about? Yes, yeah, so now that's a, exactly what gets me excited like there are limitless 
possibility that you can do a whole lot with connected vehicles, a whole lot. There are so many features you can design, right? Okay, now one of the features we work on is called the left turn assist, right? So if I'm at an intersection and, I, and I'm taking a left turn, I'm going to tell, it's going to send a message to all cars that are coming in that my left turn direction that I'm taking a left turn at that particular point in time, right? That's one application. The another one I've worked on is called what, what you call EEBLA, emergency, um, what is the second eBay? Basically, uh, an emergency braking light assist. Right, so let's say you have three cars, one, two, three, you have three cars in a row, right? And the first, you have the one in the beginning, the middle and the end, three cars in a row, right? The first car steps on his brake suddenly, right? The middle car can see that, that the car stepped on his brake, but you guys are at the rear, right? The most back um, position. You're not gonna know that the first car stepped on his brake, right? So now how does IoT come into play? IoT can enable that, a car send a message to all the cars within a particular radius, a particular area that, okay, I stepped on my brake suddenly. So other cars are gonna be cautious. So even if I don't see a car stepping on its brake suddenly, I know that a car within me has stepped on its brake suddenly. So I don't really have to have line of sight to know that a car stepped on its brake. So having that information, even without seeing it physically, I'm going to be more cautious. I'm probably going to slow down and step on my new brake as well, stuff like that. So that's a very big application of IoT, right? Then, um, so that's one. There's, then also tolling, like you know how you pass through like a tolling booth and you have to stop and you pay, like you, you have to exchange, pay the tolling booth, yeah. right? Exactly. So with IoT, a car can now talk to a, a tolling station, right? So I'm approaching a tolling station. My car can tell me how, this is how much this toll charges. Let's say it's it's one dollar or one pound. So my car can put on display. I'm at this toll. This amount they charge a dollar when you pass through. As I pass through, I don't I don't need to do anything. I just pass through, and my car pays the toll toll boot for me. That's that's a very good application of IoT. So that's kind of car has an IP address. The tolling boot has an IP address, IP address, and they're able to talk. Right. So they're able to do like an exchange. So that's that. Those are the three main applications of IoT I've had the privilege of working on. Oof, that I mean. I was just thinking back to one of the first questions we got, which was when we're talking about technology on this podcast, what are we referring to? And this is one of the things that we said. We're talking about new and emerging technology, and we're looking at things that are happening now or will be happening in the future, which are really working to make our lives easier, more productive, safer, more sustainable. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. You just touched on all of that. Um, yeah. So, and I think it's it's really interesting to see that. And it's coincidental. I didn't realize there was going to be such a link when we did the episode or the Tolu. But okay. thinking about artificial intelligence, that plays an aspect in what you're talking about exactly, when we talk exactly, about yep. the smart devices. Mm-hmm. Because they need to like predict and make uh, assumptions based on mm-hmm. the data the data is analyzed using mm-hmm. models data mm-hmm. analytics and all of this most of this is hosted in the cloud exactly right? so it's, it's, guys we didn't even plan it but see it all links yeah. together so it's well. a whole lot yeah they're all linked yeah. honestly and and yeah. we can have a whole discussion and just big honestly and i think what i what i even love most is how you've like you know, brought out the value for 
like um, everyday users like us yes. from, you know, your Alexa, Siri mm-hmm. to your talking kettles um, and then even for, <laughs> <laughs> and then even for um, business, for businesses as well. Yep. So yeah, showing that there's immense value and like the possibilities are endless. I can imagine that someone's listening listening to this and thinking about different ways this IoT will make their lives way easier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like you said, like when we started, data is the new oil, right? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, and it's true. If you look, if you look at, if you go ten years back, look at the biggest companies by let me see market capitalization ten years back were all oil companies, and then Shell. Exxon, but now look at 10 years time, look at currently, look at the biggest companies in the yes. world. Yeah. They're all mm-hmm. them Amazon and right. Apple, they're all Apple, guys doing Microsoft. stuff with big data, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think where the world's kind of trending to. Yeah. It's and I think it's so imperative. Mm-hmm. It lends itself very nicely to the question that Abby posed to us. Like, you have to ask the right questions from your data in order mm-hmm. to get to an outcome and what we're seeing here is if you're asking the right questions and applying it in in terms of connecting with other devices you can lead to like loads of improvements when we talk about productivity sustainability and so on and so forth i think the connected vehicle stuff is really interesting yeah so thank you mika you've mentioned like really cool examples as we've said um so we'll just move on to the next question what are you most excited about, you know, with regards to big data and IoT and what are your biggest concerns? Okay, um, what I'm most excited about is personally is going to be the ease of life, right? Making life better and simpler and more fun for people to live, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very organized person to, in quotes to, or to say, right? So I would like a situation where like I always use the cat where I come in and my hot tie is bald already, right? Stuff like that. My TV is on, playing what I want to watch at that particular point in time. I have a coffee heated up already for me. During the winter, at a particular time, I can't even know when I go to work because so my car is going to come on and turn on the heater for me, right? Stuff like that. So it's just how simple and better life can be. And having all those data points, if, in fact, when it also comes, if you look at if, even the health industry now, there was, there was an application I had way some months ago where let me say if you're asthmatic and they're thinking of putting like environmental sensors along route right so if you're asthmatic right and it's and your car knows that your car or your iphone knows that you're going into let me say a work zone that there are a lot there's like a dust and all like there are lots of dust in the in the atmosphere and all right so your car or your iphone is able to warn you okay you have to roll up your glass you have to turn on your ac mm-hmm. or whatever you have to do right so that's even mm-hmm. a health application right so at the end of the day, you're making life easier, simpler for everybody. That's the plus. Yeah. Then my biggest concerns are, um, I would say, security number one, right? <laughs> because now it's it's crazy how much data is being collected on everybody. It's crazy. Now, if you really want to practicalize it, right? I've done it a couple of times with my friends. I can say, oh. I want to buy a PlayStation 5. Like, I'm going to buy one next week, right? Few sec, few minutes after, go, go to Instagram. The first <laughs> ad you're going to see is a PlayStation 5. So what does that mean? That <laughs> that basically means your phone is listening to you 247 and it's recording all you are seeing. So it's crazy, right? And I think of that, all these data falling, falling into the wrong hands. Say I want to harm someone, right? I can know what time they get home. 
I can know <laughs> what I can know what route to take. I can know where they get their coffee, where they shop. You know, having all those data, if it if it falls into the wrong hands, right, it it can be used for a whole lot of bad stuff. Yeah. And then also another concern is privacy. The whole privacy, like like I said, your phone is listening to you two four seven recording so many data points. So you you now have to be careful of the things you say. Yeah. Exactly, because you never know where when or where they're gonna turn up. So that's I'm so that's happy a, you're saying this because I feel yep. like I'm yep. the one who's always saying this. Yeah, I'm like so happy <laughs> that I, we have a different voice saying yeah. it. Um the point you raise about criminals is actually a really good one. I think there's been a few instances where like various ways like people posted on their social media, but also with like smart doorbells so ring doorbells are really popular yeah. here in yep. the uk i yeah. don't know same, yeah same here too it's, it's an american company so yeah so it. if you if you hack into that for example and a lot of people don't change the default passwords and so yeah. on and so forth then you can get access to a lot of information same thing with like the smart heating or smart exactly. meters and <laughs> so it's not funny something that was happening mm-hmm. recently the government had to put a directive people were trying to hack their smart meters so they were trying to <laughs> hack it to, be, to, to consumption. yes to run it down to zero but what that could do is that could literally like a electrocute you but mm-hmm. then b makes you more susceptible because if you're messing with the configuration it allows criminals potentially a backdoor into your then they can like you yep. said they can see your usage patterns yep. and say oh you're not home between two p.m and 7 p.m i'm going to try and rob your house then so yes it's just like if if we could take all this data and get good stuff out of it then people with not such good intentions could do the opposite so it's it's the kind of balancing act that we have to play with technology isn't it yeah 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 yeah. and then also if you i can relate this to even connected vehicles right now cars these are so automated right Right, so when we're designing car systems, security is a very big concern, right? Because if I can hack into your car, I can take your car off a bridge. It's as simple as that. That, that That's how bad it is, right? Because cars are so connected that you can control the brake. Yeah. Not to your laptop. That's how complicated cars have become, right? So security is a very big concern. So if someone wants yeah. to harm you and the person has access to your car, I mean, it's as easy as ABC. That's just it. Your yeah, brake will simply yeah. not just work anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched real talk. I watched an episode of Criminal Minds mm-hmm. last week, and they they okay. they depicted that actually. So yeah, it's real. It's real. Yeah, yeah it's it, it, it's something that every um, car manufacturer tries to protect against. Security is mm-hmm. a very big concern. Good then is for the providers, really, for yep. car manufacturers to boost up security. Exactly. Yeah. What about theft? Because here in the UK, we have a lot of, particularly like Range Rovers, mm-hmm. getting stolen because of that um, keyless entry. Okay, yep, so they, yep. they're cloning the key, the frequency, that's and true. then they're yeah. able to unlock it and drive yep. away. Someone just has to gain access to your car. That's all. Once you gain access yeah. to a car, you can make a new key for it. If you know oh, the wow. frequency. Exactly. It's, and the frequency is out there. The function are out yeah, there. Because right? it's, it's, it's digital. Not, it's not confidential. Yep. You're just trying to match the frequency, then mm-hmm. the door will unlock. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's it's really cool. Like you said, it makes our lives a lot easier. Yeah, but yeah. then it's like a balancing act. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, 
That's it. And, and then also, it makes their life easier for, for companies. It makes them a whole lot of money. And then <laughs> Google makes money off just data. That's basically Facebook as well. It's all data. Targeted ads, it's all about data, right? So it can go both ways, right? That's, that's just it. So with that said, will the average listener have understood what big data and IoT is now? Yeah, definitely. I think they should. They should. <laughs> I love that, that confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? We have to see if the listeners will back you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just to recap, big data is data that is very big iot is a data how will i put it manufacturer manufacturer data points that's that's ability and the two of them work hand in hand thank you very much thank you guys amazing breakdown of big data iot all the fantastic applications and it was really interesting to get an insight into connected vehicles specifically uh something neither of us to learn i have much experience in so thank you very much for that sure 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 I think we should do a whole episode on connected vehicles, something I would love to do. <laughs> well, <I'm sorry. laughs> don't worry. No, that, that was really good. That went by really quickly for yeah. me. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to episode five of Let's Talk Tech, which was all about big data and IoT. We really enjoyed that, getting down to the basics with Emeka, and we hope you did too. So we'll be continuing with our technology breakdown series where we take new and emerging technology topics, trends, insights, and break it down for you. The topic will be announced closer to the time. And thank you all for listening once again. You can find us at AfterGradGist on Instagram. Check us out. We post there about upcoming podcast episodes. You can leave your questions and comments, any topics you'd like us to discuss and any questions you'd like us to ask. And also, just a, just a little teaser, there, there's going to be a lot more of Tolu's face on, on Instagram. So, yeah, you definitely <laughs> want to follow that. Um, it's, it's <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It's been Let's Talk Tech. I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Till next Bye, time. Everyone. Bye. Till next time, yeah.